گفتگوهای روانشناسی توسط دکتر سعیده ملکفزلی از رادیو بامداد پخش برنامه روزهای چهارشنبه از ساعت دوازده تا یک بعد از ظهر Hello uh, from three of us, Dr. Rockers, uh, Dr. Andrade, and uh, I am Saide Malikafsali. To all of our dear listeners from Radio Bamdad, uh, today we are sitting together and we were talking about a summertime, traveling, working, vacations, and so many things came to our conversation that we thought maybe we can talk on the air. So I start with saying that uh, my travel um, out of the country was wonderful, great experience. But as I go through every step of my travel, I feel this it's becoming more difficult as we move forward because many people travel. A lot of young people are traveling. Most of the people I saw on the way and in the streets Uh, were young people. You hardly see older people anymore because traveling is becoming harder and harder. So with that, I want to share um, with you guys and see what you, you think. Yeah, I think in general, summer is a time where people want to get out, enjoy the weather, especially in California. People want to go, they want to you know, take time off from work. It's like we work in the wintertime. It's not so pleasant or so comfortable to, to travel, whether it's you know, driving somewhere. Uh, you know, California is known for all of its outdoor kind of things, uh, as well as even you know, wanting to travel to other places, uh, other countries, other states. And so, yeah, I think summer is, is kind of indicative of the time where We go out, we enjoy, you know, our vacation time, we take some time off and yeah, we relax in that way. I know for me, that's something I've really been leaning into uh, this summer. I've had the little uh, kind of tour of California, I've called it. Uh, I've gone several places near the beach, uh, went to San Diego, went to Monterey, down to Orange County, and recently down to Santa Cruz and Carmen. And uh, as we've talked about in previous episodes, you know, the, the draw of the nature and the ocean has been something where I'm like, I, I need that recharge that the ocean gives me. And so I've been just trying to get as close to water as I can uh, these last several weeks uh, during this time, because it's nice out, it's warm, you can kind of bask in the sun. I don't know if you noticed, I got a little color to me too. Uh, I, I'm a little, little darker in the summertime, I, I get a little darker, which I love. Uh, and so yeah, I've got a little bit of color from basking in the sun and just kind of relaxing in that way. So yeah, I feel like for a lot of people, that's what this time of year is uh, kind of for or signifies. Do you think Daniel, Daniel, do you like to take time off during the summer? I know you're a hard worker. I mean, I'm sure you're year round you're plugging away at work. Uh, what's that like for you? I've been thinking I need to take some time off and want to plan time implemented yet. You know, uh, it's an interesting poll because I like, I like doing the work that I do, but I especially like creating and learning things and that is my most favorite thing so for me taking a vacation 
does not mean doing nothing for me taking a vacation it means some recreation and some of that recreation is reading learning writing would be both of those things to me that's fun i think creating something generating something new is just that re- recharges me that's very cool yeah it's a great point too i think there's all kind of ways uh, that you could relax i know recently i went camping with family and I read an entire book in the couple of days that we went camping and uh, they were like, why are you reading? Like nobody, nobody assigned you to that book. You don't have to read. Like, aren't, don't you want to relax and enjoy yourself? And I was like, no, it's one of the ways I relax. Yeah. I read a book that I want to read something that's fun, something interesting. Sometimes uh, similarly to what you mentioned, Daniel, it's learning something or kind of trying to, to, to create something. And so, yeah, it can be all different ways of relaxing uh, while Laying in the sun is is the only piece that I add to that, or you know, laying by the beach. Uh, it could be a, a nice atmosphere to create. Because in our line of work, we don't always get to have enough extra time to do the reading or get caught up on some of the stuff that we have interests in, which might be relevant work wise, might not be relevant immediately relevant work wise. But all of that does, and I say not immediately relevant because I include for me include things like the pastry making or airplane building or playing golf, practicing golf, those are, while they may not seem immediately relevant to psychology, they are relevant. They have to do with motivation. They have to do with learning. They have to do with handling frustration, frustration tolerance, um, dealing with uh, fear of failure, dealing with the feelings of failure. How do we repackage all those? So all of those are, I think, just very intricately connected to all the work that we do. Whatever it is, whatever you do, whatever one does, that is related to psychology. I was going to say that. I was going to say, can you name something that is not related to psychology? Mm -hmm. Human being is all about psychology. So anything you do as a human being any relationship, any involvement, it deals with psychology. But I was going to say something to Alex. Alex, when you said you were with your family camping and you were reading, so you were pretty much getting away from your family then. You weren't interacting. (laughs) I'm just wondering what sort of getting together was with your family. Yeah, well, no. You would never do that. Yeah. Well, no, it's funny because I mean, during camping, there's these lulls of time where you're just kind of sitting and yeah, maybe you're talking and it's actually funny because my dad asked me too. He was like, you can just stop like at a point in the book and then just switch your attention to what we're saying. And I'm able to do that. I can kind of hear what's going on in the background while still being immersed in what I'm reading and, and kind of go back and forth. And so, um, yeah. And then I would even read parts of the book to them. I'd be like, Oh, this part's funny. Um, and so, and, and actually part of the, the book was, uh, by, uh, Steinbeck, uh, called Cannery Row, which the reason why I got that book was because I was in Monterey on Cannery Row. And so as I was reading this book, I was able to share it with family because we had gone there recently. And so it was like, Oh, this book is related to the, you know, forties, I think it was forties, fifties. 
and talking about this place that we've been uh, and some funny pieces and stories in the book that I was kind of reading out loud to people. So I, I wasn't just sitting away from everybody and saying, be quiet. I'm trying to read you guys like, come on. Like, yeah, I made it a little, I tried to make it a little, you know, interactive in that way. Yes. Okay, I'm glad you missed that would have missed you. I could have missed. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm like, leave me alone. I'm reading. Yeah. No, in a book like that where it's, you know, it's kind of fun. It's not too heavy or serious. Uh, it could be shared. So yeah, those, to me, those are the perfect kind of books to read when you're around others and, you know, kind of doing something like that. So good point though. Yeah. A good point. Yeah. Accepted, Alex. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So summer vacation um, for different people means differently, especially people who have children. Definitely, they have to plan for their children during summer, and it's very different than when um, you're an adult, you're single, or you are just with your partner or your spouse. Um, you can do anything, but with kids, it becomes more challenging. What sort of vacation? Because I remember when my kids were little and we were trying to definitely each summer take them somewhere and have them some, you know, learning, some, you know, free time, some enjoyable time. But it was always a lot of conversation and getting them to accept where we are going you know, because many things seems boring to the kids. So they have mm. to accept where we are going. So that was a big challenge. And I feel like probably people who have children, especially young children, they probably go through challenges to plan for their summer because the kids have to accept where they're going. Otherwise they show attitude. Otherwise they show that they're not enjoying. So there's a lot of different things that people have to think of. But as adults, it's so much um, different and so much easier because you're just um, getting um, one person to agree with, you know, or two of you to agree where you want to go. But also in my many traveling during summer or other times that I have done, I know one thing, as soon as I get home, I feel like I'm so happy I'm back home with every great things that has happened and enjoyed um, I, and enjoyed myself. But it's always great to come back home. Yeah, that's I think that's one of the, the things I love best about traveling. And, and I even tell people like when I leave my home, I always make sure it's clean. So when I come back, it kind of adds to that feeling like, oh, like my place is fresh and it feels like, you know, nice and kind of like ready for me in that way. So it's, it's nice to be able to, you know, come back to an environment that you've been like, you know, I always say you miss your bed, you know, you miss your space. Uh, and so it's nice to kind of come back to that to return. So, yeah, but uh, along those lines, I talk with, uh, as you're mentioning with parents, I talk with a lot of parents about, you know, their vacation time and it looking a little different in regards to more maybe locally, but even then it's like going to the park, it's going to, you know, local, um, little amusements, parks, uh, you know, there's like the zoos and fairy tale town and things like that, where, you know, it's something where a lot of times the parents don't say it's, oh, that's the vacation I dreamed of necessarily, but it is something to kind of get out and kind of be active as a family. And, and I always encourage too this idea that 
you know, it's, it's about those experiences that you have a lot of times with kids. And so, you know, I, I've learned over the years with my nieces and nephews, you know, I can buy them, especially when they're little, I can buy them whatever expensive toy or, you know, how many toys they, they maybe want. And then they end up playing with the box and have so much fun with that. So it's like, it's the experience of that, you know, the creativity of making this box a little car or making it something else. It's, it's not about the money it's the experience. And so that's why it's like getting out, going to the park, you know, going to, to do those things are the things that resonate with kids sometimes way more often than how much you spent on them or, or, you know, traveled across the world to this place, uh, especially when they're little. But a lot of times the kids are learning and growing from some of those things than that they are protesting against. <laughs> they're learning like, Oh, we uh colleague of ours, Amy, she several years ago took her family to Spain and they lived there for, I think, six months. It was mm. six months they lived and they took both their kids and her daughter did not, did not like that experience. And when they got back, I remember talking with her daughter and she could say nothing good about <laughs> that experience she was totally against it and it was almost humorous in her resistance dance but then guess what happened a few years later her daughter in high school did a uh, a year back in spain and, and you know it's very fluent in spanish at this point and has become like you know, able to travel easily in Spain and that. <laughs> so it was funny to see the transition that when she first came back, nothing good about that experience. Well, sure. at that age that she was, obviously, uh, it wasn't easy for a teenager at that age to adjust easily, you know. But uh, you talked about the Spanish language. I know we got to the break, but just say this, that my experience uh, in um, Spain was um, how much you desire to know uh, Spanish because people don't speak English. And oh. so thank God to Google Translate. And now there are other uh, versions of um, other apps that you can even talk and they translate as you talk, which I didn't know at the time I was in Spain. But really thanks to Google Translate, because many times you have to write what you want to say and Google Translate, you show and they go, oh, you, you want oat milk. You don't want the regular milk, for example. I mean, so many ways that you, uh, your experience tells you, I wish I knew a Spanish language. And one of the goals that I made for myself was after coming back from Spain, I definitely want to learn Spanish. Because first of all, it seems easy to me because I learned at least the just words that daily I needed to use within such a few days that I was there. So I thought, you know what? I can learn this language. When you know all these vocabulary and you know simple verbs that you can put together, then I realized this is my next goal to learn Spanish because there's so many speakers of this language around the world that um, it's good to know it. So anyways, we got to the break. We come back and continue our conversation. Shalom, Radio Bamdad. Man Saideh Malik Absali Hassam. 
به همراه دو تن از همکارانم دکتر دانیل راکرز و دکتر الکساندر راده امروز در خدمتون هستیم و صحبت میکنیم راجع به تعطیلات تابستون و بچه ها که چطور براشون برنامه بریزیم همینطور صحبت کردیم راجع به اینکه تمام مسائل روز زندگی هممون برمیگرده به نوعی به روانشناسی و اگه شما صحبت های ما رو به صورت کژوال از رادیو بامداد میشنوین تمام صحبت هایی که ما میکنیم به نوعی ربط داره به مسائل فرهنگی و روانشناسی شما میتونین پادکست های ما رو از طریق رادیو بامداد به قسمت پادکست برین و ما حدود 180 تا یا شاید بیشتر پادکست داریم که میتونیم بر اساس تاپیک اونها رو انتخاب بکنیم میتونین از طریق سپاریفای از طریق آیتون از طریق گوگل از طریق تمام فیچرهای میدیا ما رو سرچ کنین تحت عنوان کالچر اند سایکولوژی از همه بهتر اینه که به رادیو بامداد بریم و پادکست های رادیو بامداد رو از برنامه های مختلف سرچ کنین و صحبت های روانشناسی رو اگر علاق من هستیم بشنبیم اگر کسانی هستن در منزل که از صحبت های ما به زبان انگلیسی استفاده میکنن خواهش میکنم ازشون دعوت کنیم به برنامه ما روزهای شنبه و یه شنبه از ساعت دوازده تا یک بعد از ظهر توجه کنن برمیگردیم و با شما هستیم گفتگوهای روانشناسی توسط دکتر سعیده ملکفزلی از رادیو بامداد پخش برنامه روزهای چهار شنبه از ساعت دوازده تا یک بعد از ظهر with Dr. Rockers and Dr. Alexandrade, and we continue our conversation regarding the summer vacation and planning for summer and what it entails um, in order to travel or um, to just plan anything during summer. So we continue our conversation. Uh, we left out at the point that we were talking about the kids' vacations and how um, difficult it is for some of the teenagers to accept, um, go with the parents for vacation, first of all, and enjoy their vacation with the parents. And as we brought up one of our friend's daughter, uh, sometimes kids um, you know, have a difficult time during the uh, specific age they are, but maybe later they um, recall the memories, the learning, and when they're older, they enjoy it so much more. So talking about traveling and planning, um, I guess one of the things I noticed during this trip is you have to be completely flexible because sometimes there's delay in your traveling and you may miss your connecting flight and you have to stay for so long, which happened to me on my last trip um, from Frankfurt to Madrid and our Uh, flight was delayed and we missed our next connection flight and that was very difficult to get in the next flight because flights are completely full these days and so many travelers around the world 
And with uh, COVID kicking in for the last two years, now that it's easier to travel, it seems like everybody is out and they want to travel. So it's very important to plan accordingly and have a ticket that has enough layover. So in case of delay, you don't miss your connecting flight. I think that's important too, even when thinking about, you know, locally and driving, um, you know, it's one of those things sometimes it takes longer to get somewhere because of traffic or you're having to stop more as we've talked about with kids, sometimes, you know, them needing to use the bathroom or, you know, sometimes you're enjoying something and you want to stay, you know, an extra half hour. And so it's that idea of, you know, I really like that idea, that idea of being open and flexible to what that experience is in that moment. So that way, maybe you're really enjoying yourself and you want to kind of be in that a little bit more. I'm the kind of person where I'll sacrifice sometimes being a little tired for a little bit of more enjoyment in that way. So it's like, if I'm vacationing, I'll push the limits of my return flight home just because, okay, it's like, yeah, I'm going to get in about midnight. I'm not going to get as much sleep. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll kind of get through it because I want to enjoy that time I'm there. Um, it's definitely I've learned as I've gotten older though, too, I, I need a day to recover usually. So, uh, it's one of those things where I don't always push it in that way. So it's like knowing your limits, but also being flexible too. I think those things that you, you maybe don't anticipate uh, that aren't so, you know, good, such as the, the travel and the, you know, flights and the driving and gas prices and all that. Uh, but then trying to enjoy it, that as well. And also don't panic. Um, you know, I know it's easy to say that, but when you miss a flight, it's hard not to, but at that point, again, it takes so much to control and um, just be at the moment and just think that you can't change it. It's already gone. You missed that flight. So now think of solution. So now what can I do? Maybe not with the same flight. Maybe I have to check to see if there are other connections. And one of the other things I was gonna say, I saw on my trip so many people crying because they missed their mm. flight. So many people angry, yelling at the agent at the counter. And it was such an experience to see all these different things happening and people standing there yelling and crying. And, and then the agent saying at the same time that I can't do anything, uh, just give me time to figure out what to do. But also another thing that it was one of my observation, parents with three, four kids, they go to the counter and it takes forever to pass through to, and then next person go through. So you have to really be early. Um, two hours, they say for international flight, I honestly feel three hours is the minimum. That was my experience this, um, this time that so many people are in the airports and so many people with three, four children are in line with baggages, luggages, and you have to be prepared for all that. So my suggestion is just be prepared for flexibility, being in control, not getting overboard with whatever happens that is not desirable and just take your time and have enough time to process your trip. Three hours. At least. Honestly, I feel like at least. This last time I came to the airport four hours early because I was afraid of being, uh, you know, in a 
place that they don't speak the language most of the time. Although at the airport was the best place because at least a few people spoke um, the language, but I felt so much better be early. I went through easily. I was one of the first ones to get through the security and then you're free. You can just spend time there. And usually it goes by so quickly because there's so many people coming and going that gets you busy. And then you can use your phone. You can do some of the work you, you have to do on your phone. That's my suggestion because I was always last moment person in anything I was doing. And even getting to the airport last minute, uh, you know, trying to get through last minute, a lot of a stress. And then I thought, you know what, this is not right. I have to change <laughs> that. So now I am complete opposite. I, I just want to be early enough not to go through all that stress of whether I do make it or not making it. Do I miss my flight? Do I not miss? I, I mean, it's really not worth it to do that. I totally agree. When I was in my 20s, I traveled uh, quite a bit for my work. And I really, I was quite cavalier and smug about traveling. And I said, oh, I don't like waiting at the airport. So I just get there right at the, when the gates open. This is before all the security. I just get there and I walk into the terminal and walk right on the airplane. And I really thought I was really quite something at that point. And what happened for me, as you might guess, is I missed my flight. And I didn't just miss one, I missed two in a row from pulling that stunt. And at that point I changed, I said, no, that's not anymore because I was driving to the airport all anxious and nervous and trying to hurry up and get parked and just all that anxiety inside my chest was not so good. So even before all the security stuff, I was like, eh, I get there an hour ahead and I'll just read. And I think now I'm at where you are, Saide, like, let me get, I get to regular flights two hours ahead. And I think to me, the key is getting there a few hours ahead and having one of those lounge passes that you can go into there and just sit, read, chat, have a drink, do whatever, but not be jostled and hassled and worry about the stuff. I just get, I have too much anxiety about it. Reminds, reminds me of that saying, you know, fail to plan, plan to fail. And uh, yeah, it's like you, you got to plan a little bit ahead and, and you're not losing anything to both of those examples. You know, you're not losing time necessarily because you're there early. You know, you can give that time to yourself. You can read, you can relax, you can enjoy. I always say that's part of the trip. That's when the relaxing can start is even getting to the airport on time kind of, you know, being able to enjoy yourself there versus Good be like, point. once you arrive at the destination. Good point. I really like that sentiment. I have a story to tell you guys of being early. Um, mm. Once I was going to Montreal, Canada to visit my niece for her graduation and um, her parents couldn't come and I was the aunt and I thought I have to make it. So at least somebody is there for her, for her graduation. So anyways, I was too early. I was reading a book in front of the gate and all of a sudden I looked and I thought, this doesn't seem right. Nobody is there. How could that be? We are getting close to the flight. So I went to the gate and I said, how come people are not here? I'm getting close to my flight and goes, well, you are in a wrong place. You have to go all the way to 
um, level C or whatever that I had to go by train to go through at least 30 minutes time to pass through that um, circles of train to get to the station that was right. I was, re I remember I was running like crazy. And if I had trip or something, it would have been disaster. I got to the train. I went to that level C, I remember. I got to the gate. The gate was closed. And I was too early. I was reading a book this whole time. I missed the flight. And my funny thing was I contacted my niece. I said this story and he goes, I was always worried that you're going to miss your flight because this is something that happens with you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I had missed my flight several times in the past by being mm. late, but this time oh. was by being early. So we have to be so careful. There's so many different parts into this that you have to be careful with. So I, I like that. So it's, yeah, you, you try to fix it and then the same thing ended up happening. So it sounds like you get it right now. So yeah, that's, that's again, that, you know, you're practicing, you're getting closer and closer to doing it right. But after all these experiences, you learn your lesson, first of all, to mm -hmm. check, make sure you're at the right place, you know, all of that. And when you're early, you have enough time to do all of that rather than being so confident like I was sitting at the gate <laughs> thinking I'm at the right place reading my book this whole time and nobody's around, you know. Yeah. So that was interesting story. Not interesting at the time because I missed my flight and I had to go to the next one. <laughs> All right, so we got to the um, break and um, we come back and continue our conversation. Shanvandagan Aziz Radio Bamdad, Agis Sedai Moro Bizabon Ingilisi Mishnavin, Moros Hai Shambu Yek Shambaz Radio Bamdad, Bizabon Ingilisi Darmorde, Masoil Ruzva, Masoil Rabon Shanasil Farhangi, so back Mikoni, Mambo Dr. Rakers by Dr. Androde. روزهای شنبه و شنبه در خدمتون هستیم پادکست های ما رو از اسپاریفای از گوگل از آیتون و رادیو بامداد میتونین سرچ کنین ما حدود 180 پادکست داریم تحت عنوان تاپیک های مختلف که میتونین اونها رو سرچ کنین و پیدا کنین بر اساس زمان مناسب بهشون گوش بدین برمیگردیم و دنباله صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم با ما باشید Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and Dr. Andrade and we continue our conversation regarding summer vacation, planning your vacation, um, having um, consideration regarding so many things. We discussed the first two parts of our conversation and uh, just one of the most important thing is be ready, be flexible, be in control. There's so many unforeseen things happening during traveling that you have to be ready for it and um, do something to enjoy every minute of um, your travel. So, Well, I wanted to talk about something that's maybe a little tougher, but related to this whole process. I think there's a little bit of struggle sometimes with preparing to leave. You know, we, we a lot of times want things to be in a good enough place so that when we come back, things are comfortable enough, whether it's at home or work. But one thing I see a lot of people struggle with, and I, I do myself too, I kind of alluded to it a little bit as far as having my place clean before I get home is the idea of like, how do you get back into work mode? And that's something I see a lot of people kind of struggle with. Uh, I mentioned kind of needing a day. Sometimes it's having a full day where you're able to kind of relax from your vacation, if you will, you know, doing laundry, getting organized, grocery shopping for the work week, things like that. Uh, that can be one way that we kind of get ready. But uh, what do you guys see? I mean, is that kind of a struggle for you to get back into the swing of work? Uh, do you feel like that's something that's tough for a lot of people? think it is, um, you know, because you're still in the mood of vacation, you're still in the mood of where you were, especially if you have work that is um, pretty much, um, you know, stressful, or the work that you have to be so much on your toes, it's not easy to all of a sudden from vacation go to that mode. So uh, yes, absolutely. It's one of those things that you have to always um, remember that yes, you're getting back and all of a sudden from that comfort, from that free time, now you have to get back to work. So one of the things I recommend is to come back one or two days earlier so you can get through the stuff that you need to do get yourself ready for the next step, which is going back to your normal life. But if you get back and immediately the next day you have to go to work, it makes it more difficult. Yes. Similarly. Yeah. Daniel, you were going to say, well, yeah, it's like what you said, Alex, too, both you and side A. And I totally agree with that. We need that transition time. My mind initially goes to, well, why do we need that? What is that? But it is that mode switching thing. I know when I was younger, I didn't do that. And it just ends up accumulating as stress. 
probably because change is stressful. Change being like that transition from vacation to work mode, that's a change. I know for myself, just even with the work day, I need transition time from work into evening time or from my morning into my work time. I need some some segment where I can transition, whether it means getting my stuff around or doing whatever, but that's an important part. And if I don't do that, then I quickly get to this place where I feel like my time is not my and then resentment builds. So I always suspect that there's a lot of travelers, salespeople, travelers who are very good travelers and they just go they're probably working and they're working while traveling and then they're working when they're back and that's not that big a deal, but it's not the case for me. I need the transition time. And along those lines, I find sometimes it's, it's knowing what's best for you. Some people can come back in the middle of the week and, you know, start on a Wednesday where say the whole work week is going by and you have to jump back in that rhythm. And some people can do that. Some people need to wait until Monday and start the week fresh in that way. Uh, it's something where you have to kind of learn and explore that about yourself. And understandably, we don't always have the luxury of coming back to work in the way that we want to, but that's why it could be, again, important to plan a little bit. If you know that it takes a little bit more from you, give yourself one of the travel days, or as Saida mentioned, two of the travel days, even if it's a big trip to kind of, you know, readjust to your home life so that it makes it a little easier to readjust to the work life as well. And even in the structure of your work day, I say, you know, start small, you know, and sometimes you could even jokingly, but seriously, tell people you work with because they know that feeling. Oh, I'm just getting back to work. It's my first day after a trip. You know, some, my, my energy is a little low. I'm going to ease into the day and people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what that's like. And so they'll give you a little bit of leeway sometimes in that way. I think rarely will you hear a person say, well, I don't care. You need to do what you're supposed to do. Uh, we all could relate to that feeling of like, oh, I'm back from vacation and I'm getting back into work. Yeah. Uh, and so I find that that's something people will, will give in that way. Well, usually they're easy on you. But the other thing I was going to say, if you travel to um, overseas somewhere, um, you have jet lag. So you have to be very conscientious of that. In the past, uh, when my parents were still uh, in Iran, I used to uh, travel within such a short time that I had always such a short time because I was always working during summer as well. So I had like 10 days or two weeks max and I was traveling there to visit them and come back. And I was using the minutes of my time to spend and come back and the next day when I reached the destination here at home I was going to work and it was terrible terrible experience because by three o'clock I was dead I, I couldn't even move further and when I was driving home I was almost sleeping at every stop or at every um, stoplight and it was dangerous and I remember I was unfortunately at that time doing that and then when my parents moved and my whole family was here I was always thankful that you don't have to experience that anymore 
because of just remembering how difficult it was to go through that jet lag, going back to work. Because it's such a long trip, you really want to spend the whole time, at least there when you travel such a difficult trip to get there, you almost are on the way 24 hours with the layover and everything. So two days already is gone and then going back to visit and back and forth. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners who are Persian and they have family there and go there and come back they know exactly what I'm saying. It's a difficult trip. And then imagine you come back and the next day you go to work, your mind is not there. So uh, it's, it's really important if you make plans to go to overseas to think of the jet lag. Yeah. And, and similarly, again, even with the idea that if you're not able to have additional time off, don't plan stuff right when you get back, you know, say you got to go to work, don't plan anything that evening or, or that next day, like, you know, make that whole a week where you're doing as little as you need to. And sometimes that means having to, to kind of alter plans and tell people that you're not available or, you know, there aren't things you're going to be able to get to, together with, because yeah, if you're just exhausted and you just keep pushing, it's like Daniel said, that can build up into stress. So even with those things that are enjoyable or fun, sometimes we're having to say no to those things so we can feel replenished, recharged within our day, within our life in that way. Plus, you don't know if you're going to come back with COVID too. And so (laughs) come back with COVID, you might as well count those things you planned right away. They're out the window. That happened to my brother who was just visiting Eastern Europe. He came back with COVID and I think he got it in the airplane. And uh, since I heard about that, I was double masked the whole time because he got it and he got it really bad, even though with two vaccine, two booster, uh, he's still sick after more than 16 days. um, He wasn't feeling that good. So it's really, really, really important to be careful. Even now with vaccine, with booster, you have to be very careful. But the other thing I was going to say, Dan, when I was um, going through Germany in my connecting flight, I was thinking of you because everybody was talking about how industrial the country is, how mechanical they're at, how things are like that. And then for some reason, there was a conversation about Lufthansa, which is a German airline and how organized they are, how much they um, work with the customers in professional way compared to other airlines. And this whole time, every time they talked about German, the airline, German airline, I was thinking of you. I got no wonder Dan talks about mechanical parts sometimes. And it was, it was true that that was, uh, you know, very well said when you talked about that. Yep, that is an aspect of that culture I think is wonderful. I think it what resonates with me. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So um, anything else you guys uh, in regards to summer vacation and things like that? Um, otherwise, we I, have, can... I have one quick question for you, Saida. Earlier in the program, you mentioned, I think you mentioned that you said you didn't see many old people traveling. Is that correct? Not really old, old people, because in the past, I remember there were people on wheelchair, they were older people, but now traveling has become more difficult. And especially I think because of COVID, older people are more hesitant 
to travel. I saw a lot of young people uh, in airports, a lot. So majority were young. Uh, everybody was very sporty. Um, before I remember women were dressed up with high heels. I was doing that in the past and there's no way you can do that anymore. You have to walk distances to go to get to the gate. When you're connected, when you have connecting flights, you have to walk distances. I hardly saw any elderly in um, during this trip that I had. So yeah, it's it's interesting. And I consistently during this trip was thinking, oh my gosh, you have to travel as much as you can now that you're on your feet, because it will become harder and harder unless something unusual comes up in technology or in traveling that makes it easier. Otherwise, there's no way you can really get through with ease. You have to have a travel companion. Jan and I took her parents. This was about, must have been two, three years ago, probably three years ago. I remember that. Minneapolis. And they yeah. were, I think her dad was 99 at the time, but they needed, the reason we got to go with them or went with them was because they needed somebody to travel with them, to escort them, help them get through. It wasn't really a, it was a pretty good deal because we had first class tickets, which we that makes a huge difference. That makes a huge difference. By the way, all the flights during this time and connecting flights, the business side and the first class were full. So it seems now people who are traveling are using business or first class more so. Because I remember in the past, a lot of times business class or first class, they had some empty places. But this whole time, all the flights were full and especially the business and first class. Well, you know, we talk about the stress of travel and I truly believe that first class isn't just um, trying to be fancy, but there is less people density in those. You get a little more room and you get a little more attention and things are a little bit nicer and all those little things add up to one's travel experience. And yes, it does cost a lot more, but it just is so worth it. I had a trip, this was probably 10, 10 years ago, where I went to Italy. I did a presentation in Milan and I came, I came back business class from Milan to San Francisco. And the difference in traveling in that level versus in coach level in terms of my energy was just amazing. I remember driving back from San Francisco and it really wasn't, I was still in good shape. I wasn't all crumpled up with all my clothing and feeling like super rotten and thrashed. It was, it was, I was really in pretty good shape arriving. So it definitely reduces stress on travel. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think that's why some people choose to drive too. It's just that it's a little bit more comfortable. You can kind of move around a little bit. You're not, you know, in a, you know, tight space for a long amount of time. Obviously some places you can't drive to, but uh, yeah, it's something I encourage where it's like, you could even make the drive part of the trip. Maybe you stop and plan to stay overnight somewhere and they, most hotels have a pool and you can swim and kind of take advantage of that that way. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's not the place that you're trying to go to, 
but you can make it part of it. So that way, you know, you're maybe saving on, you know, flights or you're saving on, you know, comfort as well. Um, whether it's, you know, having disability or overweight or just even expenses in that way. Very good. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of ways you can do it. A lot of ways you can do it and still enjoy. Yeah. Before we end, I was just going to add that, uh, the podcasts, um, our podcasts are, in Amazon Music as well. So not only we are in Spotify, iTunes, we are also being added to Amazon Music. So anyone who's listening to us, if you want to listen to our podcast, we have more than 180 podcasts that you can search even in Amazon Music um, and also uh, radiobomb.com. Uh, and listen to us on Saturdays and Sundays at 12 to one o'clock. And if you have anyone who prefers to speak to uh, listen to uh, psychology and culture in English language, we are on um, during Saturday and Sunday from 12 to one o'clock. And I want to thank my colleagues for another good topic and session. And if you guys have your last statement, then we can end our um, program today. I will start. So if you were for work and travel, if you travel on vacation and you want to avoid that difficulty and getting back into work, we all needed that transition time. But if you don't have that transition time, then make that transition time happen before you go on vacation. In other words, get things set up so that when you enter, re-enter the workplace, you have you know what you're going to be doing and your stuff is laid out for you to do it and you can just hit the ground running in that way. But a little bit of preparation can go a really long way if you just plan it ahead of time. It's kind of like, Alex, you talking about cleaning, cleaning the place up before you get back, get your work set up and get it set up so you are jump right in and know exactly what you're going to work on and do. Yeah, I was going to echo that same idea. You know, a little bit of planning and preparation goes a long way, even for those things that are fun or enjoyable. We tend to kind of leave things last minute sometimes because we're wanting to go or we're wanting to hurry. But yeah, just kind of taking your time, plan ahead a little bit. Uh, I always say every trip I go on, I forget something. It just kind of know that comes with it. And that's okay. You know, we can be adaptable and flexible in that way. So yeah, don't be too harsh on yourself. Try to get things as organized as possible. But also try to remember that the journey that the, the, the vacation starts as soon as you walk out your door, as soon as you're even before that, when you're packing your bag, that's part of it. All that is part of the trip. So try to enjoy it. Try to take it all in. I was going to say, have a list of things you need to take. So just like Alex, you don't miss something to take with you. <laughs> so that's what I do. I always start from morning. Uh, what do I need all the way to go to the night through the list and put everything down. And one of the things I was going to say, if you're a woman and you have hair like mine, don't forget to take your conditioner or shampoo with you because then in most of the hotels, they don't have the products you may be using. So you're going to then end up with having some issues with your hair. So take your hair product, take everything uh, as the list goes, and also have a mindset that you expect unexpected because you may miss your flight, you may miss your connecting flight. 
So have an attitude that you're ready for things that may happen on your way. Don't get angry. Don't get, don't take anything overboard with, you know, what you need to do. Things will take care of no matter what. The worst is that you stay there for one night and um, they, usually the agents um, will pay for your stay if it's their fault and because of the uh, delay, you miss your flight. So just take um, everything in with a good attitude and good mindset. With that, I want to say goodbye and wish everyone having a wonderful uh, rest of the week. We come back next week to continue our conversation regarding other issues. Um, so far, we have had many podcasts. I don't know how we have been able to talk about all these topics, but we never end with another issue to converse when we get together. So have a wonderful day and um, talk to you later.